Jay Fields is a somatic coach and educator. She's an author helping people leverage their nervous systems and bodies to shift their thinking and have better relationships with themselves and others. I mentioned she is an author. She's also a LinkedIn course creator, amongst many other things and interests. Welcome, Jay. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about your personal lives, more about your work and why you do what you do. Yeah, well, I um, I live with my husband in a small town in Southern California that is surrounded by nature in the form of ocean, mountains, high desert. It's kind of an incredibly magical place. And so we get outside and play as much as we can because I've always been a really active and outdoorsy person since I was a kid. And when I was in college, I got really into yoga and rock climbing and backpacking and all sorts of kind of outdoor adventure sports. And I realized that the being in my body and doing those things in a way that required such presence impacted my emotional and mental health in a positive way. And so much so that I I decided to study that and I, I designed my own major and I shifted into essentially studying the mind body connection back before it was kind of a thing that was talked about in mainstream. And that's how I got into um, being a somatic coach and an experiential educator for the last 20 years, because both of those things are about being in your body and facilitating someone else being in their body in a way that actually lets them be connected to all these internal resources we have when we are not stuck in our heads, thinking and anticipating and ruminating and analyzing, <laughs> like which, which I also do a lot of, <laughs> which, which is why I've tried to get outside and be in my body and do more things like that, because it's the balance to the things that make me spin out. Aren't we always in our bodies, Jay? You know what? It's funny. We are. <laughs> it's one of those things. I once long ago wrote an article about how um, when I was teaching yoga, I taught yoga for 20 years, how it seemed like people's bodies were like a vacation home that they that they go to every once in a while when they want to feel good or or actually be present and relax. But yet, yes, we're technically in a body all the time. But um in terms of actually being aware of, you know, what's my temperature right now? What what parts of my body are connected to the chair that I'm sitting in? What's my energy level? What like we don't it's kind of underneath the surface all the time. We don't really tap into it consciously very much. Did can can as 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 you sort of look back at at, at recorded history and, and and humanity, can you say can can you say see a time where we sort of started to break from actually being in our bodies to just being in our heads all the time? Gosh, I don't know if I'm the person to answer that. I'm not a historian, but I would say that uh, the advent of computers and you know working in that way certainly didn't help. Uh, desk jobs, uh, mechanized jobs, factory jobs, you know, the, where you just kind of um, the sort of work where you get uh, applauded or, you know, more money or any of that 
for being smart, for being productive. I think that's where we lost the connection. <laughs> it just jumped into my head was was mind over matter. It's like once we started to embrace knowledge work and well, the body stuff, that's just, it's ancillary that has to come with me. And I guess I need to pay attention to, to, to the vehicle that I'm driving around, but it's really not that important. Not important. And yet it's so important. So, so what is, what you mentioned, you're a somatic coach. What is, what is somatic? Good question. So soma is the Greek word for body. So somatic means you work with the body as part of the experience. So when I'm coaching someone, um, they, we still talk like, you know, Hey, tell me what happened. But a lot of what I'm asking about is what did that, what was happening in your body when that was going on? Or right now, while you're talking to me, I noticed that it seems like your, um, your voice just changed or you, you started to breathe kind of shallow what's happening there. So even though a person will talk about something that happened in their past or something that's going on in their, in their professional life or their personal life, my job is to help kind of keep them tracking themselves at the level of their own experience so that we can start to pull on some of the resources, which I mentioned before. So when, in terms of our self-awareness, we have different kinds of self-awareness. We have conceptual self-awareness, which is us thinking about ourselves, but we also have embodied self-awareness, which is us experiencing ourselves. So it's things like what I mentioned, like the temperature of your skin right now. Can you feel where you're supported by your chair or where you're standing? Can you notice where your clothing touches your skin? Um, energy level, mood, all those sorts of things that are in, in our experience. Well, research in neurobiology tells us that when we are tapped into embodied awareness, as opposed to conceptual self-awareness, we have access to things like courage, compassion, intuition, empathy, emotional regulation, right? Like all these things that make us really good human beings we don't get there by thinking about ourselves and our situation. We get there by being really, truly in our own experience. I love it. It was so funny. I was thinking about paying attention to, to our bodies. And I thought what jumped into my head was being mindful about my body. And that's essentially the opposite. And then you use the term self-aware, which is way better. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Mindful can tend to be full of mind. It's a little tricky. It's it's also a little semantic because it's not, it's not not mindfulness. It's just right. mindfulness that includes sensation throughout your entire being um, as opposed to just thinking about yourself. Cause I mean, I am a part of why I do this work is because I am such a strong minded person. I'm a, I'm a thinker, I'm an analyzer. And when I get into that rut of that. I just, I'm not my best self <laughs> as, as are many people. I might be um, good at an intellectual pursuit, but in terms of being a somatic coach as, you know, and being with another body, um, I think one of the things that happens when we're heady is we, we can't feel one another. We're not making actual real connections. And my work has evolved over the years. You know, I, I very much used to focus on teaching resilience in the workplace. And pre-COVID, I, I traveled a lot and I went around and um, worked in particular with people in direct care um, professions like nursing, teaching. 
in in terms of building resilience and and um and getting out of burnout but recently in the last four or five years or so i really focused on relationships um whether it's personal professional relationships this idea that in our one-on-one connections with people that you know how to have who you are on the outside match how you are on the inside it's it's what we it's authenticity but that's such a buzzword it doesn't mean anything anymore i think um but the sense of like i i know that i'm not putting on anything to be somehow acceptable to you that's what really interests me yeah <clears throat> i appreciate that it, i think that we certainly all had the experience of feeling like we needed to get out of our own heads and then going into nature going into the mountains going to the beach and having that experience of oh my head is now clear and instead of me trying to think my way out of a problem i can just go and experience something physically and somehow come to the solution without my brain right yeah it's that thing that you go for a walk and you're like oh now i figured that out yeah and i think the thing is is you know when we're talking about using your body as a resource it's not always possible to go to the mountains or take a day at the beach Hmm. Uh, but one one way you can use that as a resource is you know think about when you're in your favorite place um, the place where you just feel at home in your skin and you feel comfortable and, and content. And rather than I think how many people use that place is they imagine escaping to it. Like, oh gosh, I'm sitting in this meeting. I'm about to get up and give this presentation. I'm super stressed out. I'm just going to like daydream that I'm off at the beach. Well, in in embodied awareness and somatic work, you do the opposite. Basically, you think about um you think about that place and then you feel what does it feel like in my body when i'm there so you basically bring that place to you in the meeting or in the difficult conversation and you you feel you know when i'm at the beach i i feel the warmth of the sand under my under my feet and that somehow makes my my legs feel more relaxed you know or i feel the sun beating on my my shoulders and that softens my shoulders and so you bring in the embodiment in the moment that you're in rather than trying to imagine gosh i wish i was there if that makes sense it does it does it's like a some kind of a bypass that going to escape i'm going to to leave this place that i'm at and get to that place but that's you're you're short-circuiting it you're 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 missing the point or you're not taking advantage of yeah you're leaving yourself and i think that's that piece of like being in our heads all the time has this quality of self-abandonment in the sense of you're not present so if you have to leave in order to feel better and we do that not just by daydreaming we do that by drinking we do that by shopping we do that by all the Mm. different numbing agents we have in our life and and it makes sense right it is typically not a comfortable thing to be aware of how you feel in your body or your emotions but it's 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 a bit of a catch-22 because we're so used to numbing that we think gosh i can't go there i can't feel that but when you actually have 
um, presence and feel, you do have access to all those things, compassion, emotional regulation, intuition, courage, that those are the very qualities you need to be able to feel. And so that's where somatic coaching comes in and why I think it's so important is because we don't have a lot of skill sets for this. We're not taught how to do that. And, um, and so we get kind of run underneath the surface by our nervous system in particular, you know, our nervous system is a part of us that is constantly reading the, our surroundings and our insides looking for threat. Am I okay? Am I okay? Am I okay? And if it senses danger or threat, even if it's wrong about it, it will, it will dysregulate you. Essentially, you'll either fight, flight, freeze. We talk about it as mobilize or immobilize. And why I'm mentioning this is because most of this happens at the level of our unconsciousness. And so we start to think of those behaviors as just who we are, right? Like when I'm mobilized and more in a fight kind of um, state, I might be short tempered. I might be, um, my voice might come across as a little bit meaner or jerkier than I wish it were. And then if that happens a lot of the time, I start to think, well, I'm just kind of a jerk. Like I'm just kind of a <laughs> right. go, 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 push hard. But that's not necessarily who I am. It's more the influence of my nervous system. And when we can be, um, have embodied awareness at the present moment, we start to realize, oh, this isn't me. This is my nervous system kind of putting me into a state that influences my behavior and my personality. So becoming aware of the way that I'm, feeling and actually behaving and having an, an, an intervention. An internal intervention, as it were. Yeah. And the, and the internal intervention starts with acknowledging this isn't my personality. This is my nervous system. And it's time to address the nervous system. You're giving me the the eyebrow look like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 making sense. I am it's so it's it's figuring out, okay, it's it's my it's my nervous system that is telling me this. And then do I make a shift? How how how, how do I move through that? I, I guess I'm I'm trying to Yeah. Trying to fix myself. Not that I'm broken. I mean, no, none <laughs> of us are broken, but we're always always trying to fix ourselves in any way, aren't we? Um yeah, so it's at the level of the body. So let's say you're you're stressed out. You're in that mobilized place that we think of as fight flight, right? So you might feel that that is your heart beating fast. Your um, breath is a little bit more shallow. This is my favorite thing about this. Is this is usually where you're over functioning, right? You're doing three things at once. You've got the to do list that you're just like, I got this, I got this, I got this, but it just feels kind of revved up inside. Mm. So if you're in that rev place. You're probably not going to be this kindest person to your spouse if they walk in, or you're going to be a little bit harsher with your teammate. And so if you can notice the rev in your body, you address it at the level of your body and simple things like get up and shake your arms and like, you know, which just dissipates a little bit of that extra energy or go splash some cold water on your face, which, which activates the mammalian dive response, which gives you that like, it kind of makes you take a deep breath in and it's a reset button for at the level of your nervous system. So stuff like that, where it's not like, 
I'm going to fix this and I'm going to become an entirely different person. We're looking at like, if I'm at a five on a scale of one to five, in terms of how revved up I feel, how do I get myself to a four? Because that's the, the more the, excuse me, the less rev you feel, the more you can make different decisions, you can come across in a different manner. You have more control over your own experience. And so the point to how do you address that is you, you do something with your body to shift the experience of that physicality of the experience. That makes so much sense. I know that I, <clears throat> when I find myself getting short with my family, that when I, I move, I do some exercise, I do some of the things that you're describing, it helps to, it just helps. So it, yeah, yeah, it brings you back. And that it's not an on or off. It's, I was thinking it's like a continuum of <clears throat> not red, green. It's, it's always, it's, it's not solved. It, it's just my, it, it's, it's who I am. It's my existence. Absolutely. And it is, it is all you will. It's not like, um, you know, you brush your teeth once and you never have to brush your teeth again, <laughs> or you eat once and you're like, I'm good on that. It's like, this is a constant tracking yourself at the level of your nervous system is a constant kind of, um, play, right? Like that's, that's what our nervous system is designed to do. It's designed to bring us up when we need to take action. It's designed to bring us back down when we need to rest. And so it's kind of learning to play that instrument a little bit. So you can keep yourself more in the window where you can be at your best. I love that. I love uh, thinking about it like an instrument. Um, yeah. I think it's a perfect analogy or metaphor, whichever one that is of, <laughs> You know, you need to get to know your body and maybe it's uh, going for a walk. Maybe it's jumping jacks or push-ups or whatever it might be. Right. Figure out what's what the right or warm be. shower. Or I think that's the thing that, you know, when we think that self-care always looks like exercise or mm. always looks like taking a bath or, you know, getting a massage, but it depends on the state your nervous system is in. You kind of have to meet yourself where you're at to bring yourself back to that middle place. If, if you always rev high, you've got to meet yourself at that and with more action or, you know, bring yourself down. But if you go more to that immobilized state where you feel more withdrawn or depressed or um, kind of numb, you got to do gentle things like, you know, don't go for a run, go for a, a gentle walk, right? Or take the warm shower. Or sometimes I say it's, it's as little as like, get out of your sweatpants and put jeans on, you know, like put, put clothes on that you would wear into the world. And that's just enough of a message to your body, like in this really gentle way, like, oh yeah, we're not doing that right now. We're not, we're not zoning out. We're, we're getting back engaged. I wouldn't have thought about the the clothing or or the way you comb your hair or whatever, but it's so obvious now that you say yeah. that. Yeah. I think that that's so cool um, and just being more aware, more self-aware because um, each one of those states and it's such a perfect thing that I'm like, I'm, I'm going towards like breaking bricks and punching things like, no, it's not always... <laughs> No, it's not always about physical activity, buddy. <laughs> love that. And it's not always that. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up is they have one channel and it's not always the right channel for what's needed. 
I need to diversify my uh my 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 <laughs> your resources, your toolbox. So funny, right? There's more re- resources that, that 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 I have available than just one speed. So yeah. I'm only half kidding, Jay. I love it. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> well, Jay, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Yeah. Um, my website is j-fields.com. So j-a-y-f-i-e-l-d-s.com. And if you add slash join, that's where you can find, um, where you can access my newsletter. I send out a weekly newsletter with tips and all of that. And all my LinkedIn courses are on my site and my coaching and group coaching program. So everything about how I work with people is all there. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Jay your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to j-fields.com and check out all things Jay Fields and then go to j-fields.com slash join and uh, subscribe to the newsletter and check out the courses and everything else that Jay is working on. Thanks again, Jay. Thank you. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.